What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler and I will recap the Super Bowl as the Los Angeles Rams won Super Bowl 56. We'll also recap the NFL awards that were announced last week at the NFL Honors Show. All this and more on episode 236 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 236 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own... Tyler Pacholke, what's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. This is, you know, arguably one of the best weeks in sports. Best, like, 10-day span. Yeah. Got All-Star Weekend coming up, coming off of, you know, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Some good UFC fights. It was, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's jam-packed right now. Olympics, kind of as a, a footnote. <laughs> well, can we talk as about a, that for a second, a, Tyler? As a side note, I guess. <laughs> Well, we haven't even talked about the Olympics. <laughs> no. I honestly forgot that it was even going it's, on. It seems like this is kind of the the the, the overall feel. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's kind of what I read. That's kind of what I read and feel on Twitter, at least. Well, and the, then the TV ratings like, are terrible. Well, and I just know as far as like my personal household, uh, we typically have that stuff on in the background, you know, yeah. all day or whatever. Um, and then, you know, going out to work and, you know, going to stores and restaurants and stuff, ch- typically there's some chit-chat about what's going on. Nothing. It's crazy. Yeah, I've never I, – I, I have zero uh, zero interest, really. I don't know why, but there's there's no real interest this year, and I, I have no idea what's going on. I was going to say, I don't know why there's just no interest. I uh, mean – It's weird. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with – you know, coming off of COVID and everything kind of being uh, thrown together differently and 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 where it's at and all that kind of stuff. I was going to say, politically, there's uh, yeah, also a bunch of people boycotting it. Yeah, um, just having, like, that kind of awareness coming into it. So, but, yeah, <laughs> weird time. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what, like, the metal count is at. Like, I know. I, like, No, I know, I know literally nothing. I, I think the only thing I could say for sure is um, – Sean White retired after after his run. Hold on a second, Tyler. You're way too far away from your mic. Oh my 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 that's why. Yeah, I was like you I was like I was close to my You were way you were, we're closer good. to the mic sock yeah. than you were the yeah. mic. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that's better. But yeah, the only thing I know for sure is like Sean White retired. And then this like young Russian figure skater got popped for PEDs or some like heart medication or something. Damn. 
So obviously the Russians are cheating again. The the Olympic Committee the Olympic Committee of Russia. Yeah. So I mean, it's I think honestly the Winter Olympics always just is it takes a backseat to the Summer Olympics. It I feel do, like it does. It does. Uh, but I always enjoy the Winter Olympics. I mean, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of cool events. I mean, usually, usually curling is like the cult classic that everybody is like following, and I, yeah. I haven't really seen much of it this year. Yeah, and, and all the mountain sports are sick to me. I mean, anything on the mountain is pretty cool. So, well, in China, Tyler, they're putting the mountains next to nuclear reactors. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that picture. Not ideal, not an ideal uh, layout, but um, yeah, no, just not really any interest this this go around. Yeah, pretty interesting. And then um, I came over before the Super Bowl on Saturday for the UFC fights. Uh, we got to see uh, our boy Tui. Drink another shoebie, which yeah, is great. Which I mean, if you're a UFC fan, not just like you know, even if you're just a casual fan, you should probably know who Derek Lewis is. And Derek Lewis is the knockout king of the UFC, and he is a beast. And he got to knocked say, out, to say the least. And to think of someone knocking him out cold is pretty pretty wild. With so. an elbow. Um. So yeah, shout out Bam Bam. Bam Bam's <laughs> gotten a lot of love on this show. I think. We've shouted that he uh, out his last three cards, all dubs. Makes all, sense. All shoeys. <laughs> um, and he's young, so he's coming. He, he's uh, this was a big time test. I I kind of always knew that he had the he had the star potential as far as like the following and and you know being being an entertainer. I just didn't know like is he really like a top five heavyweight in the world like fighting wise? You know because you can all uh, like. Uh, that kind of like persona can only take you so far yeah and now he, he showed it and and um i don't have the rankings in front of me but i'm pretty sure they ranked him in the top five now yeah and then obviously israel adesanya retained his championship and he is just um if you know if you haven't been watching ufc very long or you know if you're just like get into it or whatever he is like a special fighter he's kind of the guy that you should you should appreciate watching while he's while he's still going. Yeah, uh, similar to the, you know, guys like guys like LeBron, um, like in the twilight of their career, um, this guy is 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 at the peak right now, and you should uh, you should appreciate it. Yeah, he's so much better than everybody else. It's crazy. Well, speaking of appreciating and celebrating, Tyler, I got some celebrating to do. So uh, let's talk about Super Bowl Fifty Six. <laughs> I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Straight cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson toward the end zone. San Francisco is heading home. The Rams are staying home to play in Super Bowl 56. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. That's right, Tyler. The Rams won Super Bowl 56 over the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20. The Rams trailed 20 to 16 heading into that fourth quarter. It was the third time during this Super Bowl run that the Rams needed a game-winning drive from Matthew Stafford in the offense. Just a just an unbelievably like resilient performance uh in Super Bowl 56 from the Rams. 
Obviously, Cooper Cup was named Super Bowl MVP, capping off a historic season with eight receptions, 92 yards, and two touchdowns, one of which obviously was the game-winning touchdown on a goal line fade from the one-yard line. And, I mean, it was just one of the craziest games I, I've ever seen. I was I was a mess watching the game, Tyler. I was so stressed. No, it was a, it was a good game. There was there was big swings of momentum. I mean, there was a point in that in that game where I was like, "Fuck, the Rams are about to lose this." Well, I mean, the uh, the, the Bengals the, the came Bengals out on the first play of the second half. Obviously, I know. I, I mean, Jalen Compl- Ramsey got his face mask grabbed. But yeah, yeah. And regardless, I, I don't I don't like to get into that kind of stuff too much. No, there's been way too much talk about the refs with this Super it's Bowl tough because there's always that stuff. And, and well, and un- it happens in big games, and it happens in not big games. Yeah, and we and it's just uh, it's kind of a. Uh, it's just not really worth it. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's over now. Well, and Bengals fans, if so, they won, they wouldn't be saying anything about the refs. Well, we'd be talking about different calls. Right, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's what I mean. There's always going to be calls from from you know each side if if they if you don't win. Um, but yeah, it was a game of it was a game of momentum swings. Uh, the, the Rams, like you said, kind of showed a lot of toughness, resilience, grit uh, to kind of buckle down and and keep that momentum that the Bengals had going on in the second half because it looked like it was going to be over yeah and then i mean obviously cooper cup was named the mvp like i said aaron donald had which is unfortunate because stafford you know i think the two picks is what kept stafford from that and yeah one of them was just a blatant drop so it's tough like yeah he he did throw one interception i think if he only has one interception he gets mvp and his second interception was like a drop by the receiver. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was, it was it's, tough. It's too bad. That's not, um, but I digress. And then, I mean, Aaron Donald also had an argument for, for Super Bowl I MVP. I thought that they were going to give it to him. I, and I thought that that was going to be one of the, the bets that w- really paid off big time. Yeah, I mean, listen, he had a phenomenal game was, with two sacks. That was one of the things we talked about on last week's episode. Um, and that was one of the things I was talking to people outside of you know the pod and work i was like hey this is like i think aaron donald is a good is a good kind of like dark horse pick for super bowl mvp yeah because he can change the game like he did and getting the game ceiling play on fourth and one like he did to to force joe joe burrow into an incomplete pass on a very like eerily similar play to to the game clinching play from the nfc championship game it just came yeah. from the opposite side yeah. it was just it was crazy and i mean The Rams defense did their job sacking Joe Burrow seven times. Von Miller had two sacks of his own. Leonard Floyd had one. Ernest Jones and Ashawn Robinson both got to Joe Burrow as well. It's Yeah, I mean, it is insane that the Cincinnati Bengals team can play so well giving up that amount of sacks. I mean, the fact that they only lost by three in the Super Bowl with what you said seven? Seven sacks. Six in the (laughs) second half. To get six in the second half. To get sacked that many times and and damn near win the super bowl and the tennessee game where he got side what 11 times nine times nine times um uh, and they they uh they tighten up this pass protection in cincinnati and they're gonna have something going there yeah and i mean listen i i want to give like the Bengals a shout out because i mean they they put up a hell of a no, game they, i think that they i think they did enough damn near to win yeah you know? like it, it was it was a close game it, and they it came down it came down to the end um and uh yeah 
I mean, the Bengals definitely played really well in the Super Bowl for being such a young team. No, I mean, they they weren't afraid of the moment at all. Their defensive line held the Rams running backs to 43 yards on 23 carries. We mentioned the two interceptions. Yeah, yeah, they did really well against the run. There was Oh, my goodness. I mean, there was essentially no run game. The Rams couldn't get the run established at all. We kind of saw that. Joe Mixon actually ran the ball pretty well, um, but it was just, you know. It ended up being a passing attack, which was kind of what everybody was hoping for. Yeah. And I mean, listen, I mean, Jamar Chase didn't end up getting any touchdowns, but he had the one spectacular one handed grab. I mean, yeah. And it's not all about, you know, it's not all about touchdowns. No. That, that's, uh, you know, that in a one game scenario, you're just trying to do what you can to, to help your team win and to, you know, help out coverage. Uh, he makes everybody else's jobs easier. So, yeah. And obviously the the biggest bummer for the Rams was losing Odell Beckham Jr. to the non-contact uh, yeah. injury. Uh, you, you knew instantly. Yeah, it just, was. Just seeing his face and, and it being non-contact, you knew it was something serious. And what's crazy was is on the on the play that had happened, he, he dropped the pass. I, I, I'm not necessarily even sure he dropped the pass because he got hurt. No, I, I think he would have caught it if he didn't get hurt. Well, it was very similar to the play in the NFC Championship game where Cooper Cup dropped the ball because he literally took his eye off the ball and tried to make his move before catching it. And I think that's just what got OBJ tripped up and honestly got him hurt was he was just trying to move too quickly and and make his move before actually getting nah, the ball. It's in the, little tiny movements is what it was make those those things go pop. Yeah. And I mean, just after he and got it's the a first touch, ACL, right? Reportedly. We, we yeah. don't know for sure. It hasn't been officially confirmed by the team. But God, I mean, that's tough. And that's the same knee. I don't know if it is the same knee that he already hurt. I think it is. I, I, I'm i not sure. But e- either way, just after him getting the first touchdown of the game, him having an, another big reception, I believe is his longest reception. I, it was a 35-yard touchdown, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he had another like pretty large reception, not not that long. But um, he, he was poised to have a big game, basically. And it was just devastating to see him go down with injury, especially after – the way he got signed, and then two days later, Robert Woods gets hurt. He fills in for that role and, and steps up beautifully, uh, only for him to to get hurt on on the biggest stage was was very unfortunate, I think. And going into a free agency, it's it, it really sucks for him because his his future is so uncertain. I think. Yeah. No. Ha- happy and sad for him all at the same time. Must yeah. Have been t- must have been a tough day. No, it was it was very bittersweet. I was glad to see him out there at the parade today. No, yeah, he got it done. Um, I was I was definitely stoked to see him score. Been a been a fan of his. Um, really, like after he kind of blew up, I I hated him that that year, his rookie year. <laughs> you didn't want to believe the hype. Where he, yeah, after the catch, yeah, definitely um, held back at first, but now just a fan. Yeah. Now, a lot of talk has been after the Super Bowl about Matthew Stafford and if he's a Hall of Famer and all of that type of stuff. But I just – why are we even having that conversation when he's he's clearly not done playing? It's like, can we just wait to have that conversation? Not only that, I mean, the way quarterbacks play nowadays, and he's he's kind of poised to be one of those guys. Uh, I think he, he could he could play till he's 40. You yeah. Know, we could have another six, seven years of this guy. And, I mean, he's due for an extension this offseason. Yeah, the Hall of Fame talk is kind of weird to me. I, I have been kind of – it's it just is all kind of – seems like stemmed in hate 
You know, oh, it's for sure stemmed in hate. It's just, you know, talking about how it's easier now at Hall of Great and stuff like that. It's like, man, check the resume. This dude has done, done number, put up numbers in the NFL. Right. The, the only thing technically missing from his resume is the individual accolades in terms of hardware, like MVPs and, and yeah, all of that. Yeah. But the numbers and all of the, the statistics. And, and who knows what's going to happen if he stays in L.A.? You know what I mean? If, if it's I mean, I don't think he's leaving L.A. If it's him and McVeigh. Well, I mean, you, you just you don't know what's going to happen. You never you know, things change. Um, After spending 12 years in Detroit and winning your first Super Bowl yeah, outside of Detroit. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, odds are he does. But just you don't know what L.A. is going to look like. Um, and, uh, he could definitely win an MVP. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been given the opportunity to win an MVP because he played in Detroit. <laughs> and this year he was on a super team. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, and it's hard to do for sure. You know, a super team, honestly, I think helps you. Well, and I mean, he also had another MVP candidate who was his receiver. So it's like he, he, he had to, he would have had to have competed with his teammate this year. He was an MVP candidate, technically. Which, yeah, yeah, that's got to come. You, you need, you need both. Yeah, but I just, I, I just remember in November, well, really December, actually, talking about the Rams going winless in November, and then they win all of their games in December, and I was just like, all right, this is, this is more like it. This is, this is the Rams we expected, and it's just, it just seemed very honestly similar to the Buccaneers. They just were getting better with each game. And then towards the end of the season, they kind of slipped up giving up second half leads, losing to the Niners in the, in the second half of week 18 in dramatic fashion and all of that. And there were questions going into the postseason, And then they needed three game winning drives from Matthew Stafford in the offense to eventually win the Super Bowl. It's just like, this this season has been a roller coaster, I think, for this well, team. Well, that's what it takes to go to the Super Bowl, though. There's never – it's so rare that it's just a clean ride. Right. You know, it's not like seven-game series where it's just you could – the best team is just kind of going to go. Well, and look how hard it was for the Patriots to go undefeated for the entire season. They end up losing the last game. Yep, exactly. Any given Sunday, football is special that way, and that's why Super Bowls are special because – it's not always necessarily the best team that wins. It, it's it's a one game series. It's any given Sunday. There's there's a crop of teams that, that got a shot at it, uh, and that's why football players have the mindset they do. You know because you're not out of it until you're out of it. Yeah, exactly. Now, were you paying attention to any of the commercials? Because I I was too. I was a nervous wreck, so I wasn't really paying yeah, attention to the commercials. Um, yeah, I mean there were there were some good ones. Just uh, you know because. Uh, because of the bowling, the bowling league lately, and my favorite movie just happens to be The Big Lebowski. Um, the I, I believe it was Michelob uh, throughout the, uh, the like the Big Lebowski bowling. Oh, okay. Uh, with and they got Steve Buscemi, who is one of the stars of Big Lebowski. So nice. Those were those were super dope to me. The only commercial that I remember, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning stood out big time. They were, didn't even know they had a commercial. I think they had like three. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I mean, the only one that really st stood out for me was the Sopranos Chevy commercial. I think it was. That was a cool one. The the Joneses, you know, the Rashida Jones, Tommy oh, yeah. Lee Jones, yep. Leslie Jones, and then Nick Jonas. No, 
<laughs> it was uh that was pretty good that was a good one that's funny there there were some other ones too i didn't i didn't really take any notes on the on the i don't the know commercials it, it really. was just a, a, a but, question that popped into my head just now um marvel trailers you know i fucking love that kind of stuff of course so those were dope um they did moon knight and doctor strange and then obviously the halftime show oh okay thank you for bringing that up let's talk about yeah. that for a second yeah oh my yeah. goodness yeah. I was standing the whole time. So was I, I. I. I couldn't sit, and and I love the memes now. Just being at this point in in our in our lives, like the memes of, you know, people in their thir- people in their thirties when the halftime show comes up. You yeah, know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, you got old old people. It, yeah, it's like an older generation type thing now. Like when we were kids and the Rolling Stones played and stuff. Or like Prince. That. You know, those were kind of yeah, those were the ones. Um, it was dope, man. I mean, what a collection of talent out there. I mean, I was... I, I had zero clue that 50 was going to be involved. Uh, oh. And if you know me personally, 50 Cent, that's like my guy. Okay, let's talk about 50 for a second. Um, One, I knew 50 was going to be the surprise performer like two, three days before because I saw a bunch of games people posting like, oh, it should be game. It, sh- it should have been game, whatever. That's a topic for another day. We We can discuss that later. But 50 Cent was the surprise guest, and that's what matters. Yeah. Um, but did you see the video of how he got up there? No. Oh, you didn't see it? No. I'm but, showing it to you right now. Hold but on. I mean, they, they did the damn thing. I mean, to, to pull up that show, that collab, all that talent was, it was super sick. I mean, definitely the best halftime show I've ever seen. Oh, by far the best halftime show I've ever seen. All the memes of 50, like are so classic too. him hanging upside down you know fat and stuff like that. well and all the young people that are like why is he hanging upside down yeah. and it's just like oh no you are so young no it's dope it was it was sick man and now they're all, all their music's trending oh yeah dr dre's streams went up like over 100 percent. i think hold on i'm trying to find for, the for dre to have done damn near all those songs was crazy yeah well so basically 50 got himself up there i can't find the video right now but he got himself up there himself yeah i mean i know 50's a strong dude and and uh is typically in pretty good shape jesus where but is he's, it he's fucking older now that's crazy to get up there and hang upside down <laughs> yeah all right whatever i can't find it i'll i'll have to show you after i i believe it i'll take your word for it but i mean dre coming up and he's got the whole like studio board where he's literally live mixing the sound for everybody. Like I don't know if you noticed that detail when he was coming up at the beginning of the show. I mean, Snoop Dogg throwing up the biggest C I've ever seen, like just on national television. Eminem doing the kneel for Kaepernick when the NFL told yeah. him not to. Anderson Pack was playing the drums. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny. So you, I, I mean, I didn't know. I don't know if you knew Anderson Pack was going to be there, but I did not. When they, when they brought out the set, it was like a little like Easter egg, but on the theater, like you know, playing tonight, it had like Dre, but it had Anderson Pack's name on it. And Woody saw it on the TV, and he's like, Anderson Pack, and I was like, he's for sure going to be somewhere in this performance oh my goodness no i didn't then, even notice he that comes at the very yeah yeah because it was like 50 cent mary j blige eminem right Kendrick, trey and then it was like anderson pack you know like a theater where it was yeah, yeah, showing yeah. you know that yeah like the marquee so that, on the outside of the theater yeah so that that piece of the set had anderson pack's name on there 
Oh wow! And I, Woody just happened to see it, and I was like, "Damn, dude, that was a good Easter egg." Like you, you literally like spoiled it right before he came on. The the only time, the only reason I knew Anderson Pack was there was because the camera was panning during one of the shots, and he I got saw a him lot. Play. He got a lot of good screen time. Yeah, he, so he, I saw him playing the drums, and I was like, "Oh, that's Anderson Pack." Yeah, he got a lot of good screen. A lot of good screen time. Yeah, but I mean, the set for the the show was incredible. A lot of cool L.A. Easter eggs. The only in Los, I mean, it, it just it just makes sense for Los Angeles to put together that kind of production. We got, I mean, they got they got the teams out here. You know what I mean? There's people, the best in the world at doing stuff like that are out here. Yeah, you know, just that's, a that's a Hollywood production right there. The West Coast was fully represented that night. It was, it was and it and it was even you know and it was even like bigger than that too it was like worldly you know like oh yeah they, they were able to kind of put themselves but no the that's what stage. i'm saying is like the the west coast was fully represented yeah. on a worldwide stage and yeah. that was such a that, such an insanely cool moment for for los angeles for hip-hop just dr dre's imprint on music is insane i mean he's got a school named after him at sc it's like yeah yeah it's pretty tight is it him and jimmy levine jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine, not Levine, a Iovine. Uh, is it those two? Is yeah, Jimmy the, Iovine and Dr. Dre. That, that's yeah. what they're named after. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, just just an insane, insane Super Bowl from from start to finish. Um, oh, I completely forgot, Tyler. We we didn't. I said I was gonna say what happened in terms of gambling for me. I didn't. I didn't end up taking any of the prop bets just because I'm I'm not really a gambler like that. But I always play Super Bowl squares. Everybody has to play Super Bowl squares when it when it comes to the Super Bowl. So I did a set of squares from this Dodger fan on Twitter who was just like, "Hey, who any Dodger fans want to do Super Bowl squares? Like five bucks, five bucks a square. Like like this post, and I'll I'll put us in a group chat and we can figure it all out later, kind of thing." So I liked it. Whatever. Paid fifteen bucks for three squares in that. End up getting Rams three. Bengals zero as yeah. one of my squares. Yeah. So I went half. It. I went halftime and the fourth quarter. So I ended up winning, like, I ended up winning four hundred fifty bucks from that. Then in the Super Bowl squares at the party I was at, I paid for ten squares. So I paid fifty bucks, whatever. So sixty five total. End up getting Rams three, Bengals zero on that set of squares. I end Damn. up I end up walking away with almost seven hundred bucks. Just off a of Ram just off a of Super Bowl squares. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, when it rains, it pours. So the Rams win the Super Bowl and I win almost seven hundred bucks you didn't in the Super Bowl squares. You didn't take any sort of um like went, you know, you didn't bet on the spread. Nope. Nothing. They didn't cover the spread, right? No, the spread was four. I, I believe yeah. it got down to four. And that was one that um we talked about on last episode that the last like it's been a good run of people covering the spread yeah so that was that was kind of like uncharacteristic to yeah the super bowls yeah i'm pretty sure the i'm pretty sure the spread got down to four because i know it started at like four and a half can you imagine taking the Bengals and them losing by three and you like, oh my goodness oh baby <laughs> talk about nerves yeah hold on a second i'm i'm my friends know that I do the podcast on Wednesday, yet sometimes they decide to call me. So I'm just going to put them on blast. Alan, I'm recording the podcast, so you're live. What's up? All right. This happens all the time in Los Angeles. Open up your phone, bro. Check oh. what I just texted you. Are classic, you with the game again? A classic phone call. No, I'm not with the game. I'm oh, 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I know. He, he I'm not going to say this person's name, but he okay. he he texted me this morning saying I'm going to be sitting next to Aaron Donald at the Laker game. Oh my god. Yeah, he was like he, is he with a friend, a family friend. I have no idea. I have no idea who he's with. That's crazy. I'm going to text him this picture right now though. No. I found him, bro. Let me text him. Fine, text him. All right. All right, I got to go. Sorry. Our friend is at the Laker game, and he's currently sitting next to Aaron Donald courtside. If you want a little look into what L.A. is like, <laughs> this is what it's like. The, the guy on this side. Yeah. He's not going to have much Oprah room. But that's like night. on the – that's a post on the Lakers' official Instagram. So he's just like photobombing Aaron Donald basically on the Lakers' official Instagram. That's funny. All right. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll talk about basketball next episode um, in a little bit. Um, but – yeah, so just just an insane night for me, Tyler. Winning winning almost seven hundred bucks. Uh the Rams winning the Super Bowl. And yeah, I mean, it's the parade was today. A lot of people are talking shit about the the fans uh, or lack thereof, but I mean, it is what it is. I'm I'm not even gonna make a big deal out of it. It's it is what it is. I don't know. Hey, I mean, it's a it's a championship. Exactly. Not easy to come by. Nobody else had those parades today. We did. No, I'm I'm excited for uh, a lot of those guys. Stafford the most, obviously. Hey, Ben, this kid, <laughs> I think he deserves, I mean, he deserves it so much. I mean, he's been through so much up in Detroit. He's, a, he's an elite talent, great player. Uh, I think he deserves to kind of have this respect of the ring. Uh, Aaron Donald, of course, is a special defensive talent, top five defensive player ever. Cemented himself as one of the all-time greats. People, yeah, I think conversations open for one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, top five. I think no doubt. And then Cooper Cup, man, got a shout out Cooper Cup. He's from uh, from Eastern Washington, the the state I grew up in. He played for Eastern Washington University, which is a a small a small university in eastern washington um with the that has a dominant football program uh so i grew up i grew up knowing you know eastern washington my whole life uh as as like a football school and then you know to see a kid actually not only go to the league but do well win super bowl mvp triple crowd it's it's pretty it's pretty wild because uh yakima is not necessarily like a big you know hotbed of of talent i don't uh, think many people in the country know where yakima washington is tyler no but man i was i was on this guy i i was i'm i'm happy to see where he's gotten i watched him play in college a couple of times uh eastern typically played like uh either washington state or uw every year so there was always at least one televised game of easterns uh and i remember the the the, the last year i don't remember if he was a junior red shirt or senior or what but his last his last uh, year in college, he 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 ripped up the the Cougs, <laughs> and uh, I was big on him in the draft, and then I think we we covered that draft, and then uh, yeah, because it was the twenty seventeen draft. I actually bet on him. I put I actually won a, one of the biggest DraftKings wins I've ever had was week one of his rookie year, and he was my flyer. And he scored a touchdown his first game. I remember this. I yeah. remember no, this. No, it was a big win. It I was, remember this. It was literally like a two or three dollar play for like two hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> um, and and honestly, what won? I mean, the rest of my team did well, but what won me? It was that I took the kid from Eastern game one. You know, because I thought he, you know, he was an NFL ready kid. 
and boom, won it for me. So today at the parade, uh, a couple of the Rams players, Andrew Whitworth and Matthew Stafford, were were two of them. They were wearing a shirt that had a picture of a high school senior Cooper Cup where it was an interview where he was basically asked, like, what are your thoughts on, like, this potentially being, like, the last year of your football career? Like, it, like, basically this is, like, leading into his senior year, I think, kind of thing. Like, this is – your career is coming to that – coming to an end kind of thing. And he's just basically answering the the question, like, well, we'll, we just got to play hard and and hopefully this isn't, like, the last game or the last season or whatever. And we we got some good players out here and hopefully we can – continue on and, and we'll, we'll just see what happens kind of thing. And, and here he is today at the Super Bowl parade, wearing a Kobe Jersey in Los Angeles, which I thought was really cool that he was wearing a Kobe Jersey today. Well, I mean, who else is going to wear him other than famous athletes and celebrities? <laughs> no one else has got him. Yeah. He was wearing that limited edition, uh, eight and 24 black Mamba edition Jersey. It's a, it's, a, it's a cool touch, but, but I mean, it, it's cool to see how far he's come and, and just the story he has. I mean, no, he's, he's a beast. He's, he's a beast. one of the, yeah, one of the so, great, greatest stories. Uh, and the, the kid, uh, the kid from, uh, uh, the G League Ignite that's going to be in the the All Star um, Rising Stars game, Marjan Bocamp. Oh yeah, uh, grew up in Yakima, Washington, with with uh, Cooper Cup. Oh, there you go. And uh, you know he had a really nice tweet after the win, just you know saying like, man, it's it's so dope to see him like up there. It makes me feel like I can do anything. Like, and this weekend coming up, it's just like crazy time in life, you know. So. Yakima's the Palm Springs of Washington apparently is <laughs> okay. is getting there uh, is getting there. I, I forgot to ask you about that. So there was a picture I saw on Twitter, yeah. and it was a it was it had to do with Cooper Cup. Uh, I think it was right after the the Rams won the NFC Championship, so it was congratulating Cooper Cup going to the Super Bowl, and it was a sign that said "Welcome to Yakima, Washington, the Palm Springs <laughs> of Washington." So I tagged you, Corey, Brett, Blake. I was just like. Why did you guys never tell me this? And I said, <laughs> because it's not. Because that's cap. <laughs> that's all cap. I mean, the only thing that they got that's in common with Palm Springs is it's dry and there's some pools around. But... They got a golf course in Yakima? Yeah, for sure. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it... yeah, yeah, but it ain't. It's, <laughs> it, I promise you, I ain't been there, but I know it ain't no Palm Springs golf course, I'm sure. <laughs> So it's not yeah, as rich, it's not as ritzy as you're saying. Hey, I don't I don't spend a lot of time out there. I mean, Eastern Washington. I mean, fuck Yakima's like seven eight hours from where I grew up. Oh damn. Yeah. So I didn't spend a lot of time out there, but I've been there for sure a couple times. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it was... ain't the fucking Palm Springs of Washington. <laughs> I know that. That is cap. I was just dying when I saw that picture. Yeah. Yeah. God. Why didn't no one tell me this? Because that's not fucking true. Some, I guess that some, makes sense then. Some 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 blogger from Yakima like posted that. Oh man. Well, anyway, I think Super Bowl Fifty Six was the perfect bow on the season for the NFL. I mean, the NFL tweeted out that these playoffs were something that we've never seen before i mean from the divisional round on the playoffs through the super bowl each game came down to crunch time and was decided by six points or fewer the final four was fucking fireworks or or the final eight yeah from the divisional round to the super bowl eight were fucking fireworks it was crazy yeah every game came down to six points or fewer yep 
And so, I mean, the Rams winning obviously is, is great for me as a fan and all of that. But I think overall with this being the longest season in NFL history, adding the 18th game and all of that, I think with the way the Super Bowl ended and, and how the game was played, it was it did the season justice. They've got to figure out something with the Super Bowl locations now, though. Well, so Just, what I, after it never happening, so you 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 never knew what would happen after it happening, never happening, and now two two and zero. Oh, I feel like man, they got to figure something out. I, well, it's the, in Arizona next year, which is dangerous. You know, I'm not saying the Cardinals to me are like a favorite, but. They could do it. They could do it. Just yeah. It just. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily know what the answer is, because I know that like, as far as planning goes, you can't like switch locations on a whim because people, you know, make these no. Plans. These go, there's years that go into these these types yeah, of plans. Yeah, it's too bad that you can't like you know. There's an alternate location that once the playoffs start, if there's a playoff team in it, you change to the alternate location. So what I learned today was apparently i think there was like a wink wink agreement between stan Kroenke and the nfl that the ram not the rams but sofi stadium will get two super bowls in five years so they got this year and they'll probably get another one in the next two or three years not that i think it's a huge you know not that i think it's some like barrier that can't be jumped over but it's got to be it is an advantage as far as just preparation like the fans, I don't think, you know, I think it's pretty evened out, you know, like because so many media tickets are given out and so right. many for the Bengals and yada, yada. It's not like a home game fan wise, but sleeping in your bed at night, going to your your locker room. Yeah. Those are the kind of like things I think that um, now the NFL has got to figure it out. You, you know, the joke is just put it in Dallas every year. I mean, yeah, but or. Just you know, don't Dallas the, is never making it to the Super if, Bowl. If the home team has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, just beat them, you know? No, I mean, that that's true. <laughs> I, obviously, that's, like, what you would – that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily an insurmountable, like, uh, thing, but 2-0 and o for the first two is not a good look. You know, people aren't going to want to go to, like, play – to win the Super Bowl and then have to play somebody at their home just because the timing worked out. Hey. You know? You you play who's in front of you. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, I I agree. I don't think it's something that's changes the game essentially, but um, it's definitely not fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Before we get out of here on this put final, it in, put it in Detroit. <laughs> they got it. You know, put it in Minnesota. They got domes. They got. You know, they're not going to the Super Bowl. Hey, we'll see. But all right, before we uh, get out of here on this uh, final football episode of the season, uh, Tyler, let's let's recap how the NFL awards shook out. I know uh, a couple of weeks ago we uh, talked about who we thought was going to win or who we think should win and all of that, but I figured we we should go over the results since it's now all final. Uh, the MVP, Tyler, was indeed Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVPs. Uh, it's his fourth MVP He's now one behind Peyton Manning uh, for the all-time lead, I believe. And so, I mean, I'm just I'm happy that the the media and the voters didn't hold something that happened off the field against him for for everything and all the good he did on the field. Because I know there was a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers not being MVP because of what happened yeah. with his vaccine status. Well, yeah, I mean, they gave it to the they gave it to the right guy as far as. 
what the words are supposed to mean. Yeah. Now, all right, Offensive Player of the Year, obviously, Triple Crown King, Cooper Cup. Man, I, I'm happy for Cup, but this award, they got it. I, I just don't like it. It's like, We've never it, liked it. It's just the best. It, it's really the best offensive player that's not a quarterback. That's the award. Like, let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's the best offensive player that's not a quarterback. Because, yeah, I mean, realistically, they could have given it to Tom Brady if he, if they wanted to. And that would be fucking stupid because Aaron Rodgers won MVP. So, it's exactly. like, clearly, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for Cup to get it, but let's call let's call a spade a spade, you know. This award's dumb. The the award isn't dumb. The name is dumb. Like let's let's if let's just call it what it is. You know, like I think that that's a good idea to have the offensive player of the year, non quarterback award. Yeah, because I mean it could it be that, a tight end. You know? It could have been a running back. Yeah, no, I mean all all those you know the Derrick Henry year and all that kind of stuff. And Jonathan Taylor could have got it this yeah, year. Yeah, there's definitely um, someone deserving of that award, but that's that's not. He wasn't offensive player of the year. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was. Yeah. All right, defensive player of the year, of course, TJ Watt, outside linebacker from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deservingly so. Yeah, I'm glad he finally got one. He he's been battling with Aaron Donald for years and Aaron kept winning. Yeah, he, uh, he has been like knocking on the door and then like this is the year you got to give it to him. Yeah, he broke the sack record. Yeah. So it's like it's doing things no one's done. Yeah. Well, he tied the sack record, I guess. Tied it, yeah. Um offensive rookie of the year, of course, Jamar Chase. Yep. Unanimous decision. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. I think that was another unanimous decision. That had to be the most unanimous of all the awards. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, comeback player of the year. Yes. I thought they were going to give to Dak Prescott. I'm, I'm a little. I feel like that that they they did they vote before the playoffs started. I have no idea. I'm assuming they did because these are all regular season smell, awards. It just smells fishy, you know. Like I, like the Bengals did have a great regular season, but it. I feel like the Cowboys had a better one, and Dak's numbers are just as good, if not better, Yeah, uh, than Burroughs. Yeah. And his injury was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was going to go were, to Dak. Yeah, it this was, was a, surprising it was, to me. It, yeah, me too. It was a two-horse race, so it's not like – so one of the two horses got it, but I just thought it was going to be Dak for sure. Yeah. Coach of the year – Ended up being Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans. Well deserved, I think. Yeah, he he was uh, he was my pick. I mean, Same. I, I just didn't, it didn't make sense picking anybody else after having to deal with um, you know losing Derrick Henry and keeping a one seed was impressive. Yeah, quietly too. Yeah. And then I just wanted to mention real quick the Walter Payton Man of the Year, Andrew Whitworth. Uh, that's obviously the highest, I guess, community service award that you can receive in the NFL and I mean since Andrew has come to the Rams he's really really impacted the Southern California community donating time money all of that type of stuff to the community here in Southern California so I wanted to recognize him for that and then in his speech I just thought he he had one of the craziest stories uh he was on the on the Bengals for I believe 11 years and on Tuesdays, I guess, is the community service day in the uh, NFL. or It's like an off day that players have, and that's usually when they go out and do stuff in the community. And I guess during the Detroit Lions game with the Rams this year, Andrew said this in his speech, that a player from the Lions came running up to him after the game, and he was just like, why is this dude running up to me? And he was just like, 
the the other player was just like, hey man, you're you're not gonna remember this, but I met you as a little kid at the Boys and Girls Club in Cincinnati, and you would talk to me about life and all of this stuff and all of that, and that's what inspired me to to be in the NFL. So I just basically wanted to say thank you, and it was just such a really powerful, moving moment during that speech. And I mean, I watched I watched the full speech after, and I was seeing reaction online, and apparently there was just not a dry eye in the in the room after that speech. And I mean, I was crying when I, when I watched the speech too, and it was just an, an incredibly moving and powerful speech about what these athletes can do to help their communities. And it just takes them realizing it to have that impact. It's, it's, it was very, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The, the story was as perfect a representation of what the award means too. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So yeah, I mean that's that's all I got. Um, you got any uh, final thoughts on the NFL season before before we wrap up this final NFL episode? Nope, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for John, Pete, and Russ to get back at it. <laughs> we'll see. Let's get it. We'll see. All right. Um, so you're just shouting out John, Pete, and uh, yeah, ben, Russ. Let's get it. I'm ready for next year. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna we, shout we out. Got this. a short memory. I'm going to shout out the Rams for winning the Super Bowl, of course. So it's a good one. Yes. Champions. It's got to be ranked. What is it? Right. It's got to be ranked. Is it two or three of the last three? Dodgers got to be the best feel. And for me? Uh, yeah. It's got for be, me personally. Yeah. The Dodgers is the number one. Gotta, Dodgers got to be number one. And then it's got to be between Lakers and Rams is number two. I, I think the honestly, only reason Rams, the only reason why I think the Lakers might be number three it's because it's like it's like the most non-Laker, like LeBron. You know what I mean? Like you've won, you've won a lot of Laker, lot of, you've won a lot of Laker championships in your life. I haven't won any. You've well, I mean, you've seen five. Right, you know, I've watched them. You've seen five championships. Um, so like, you know, you haven't seen the Rams, you haven't seen the Dodgers, and the the one you know this Laker team happens to, to be the LeBron one. So. Right. I mean. So in the city, though, the city, it feels like this is number three, like most excited. Yeah, for sure. But that's just because it, they're so new to coming back. But yeah. I mean, the Rams in L.A., they never won a Super Bowl the first time they were here. So this is yeah. the first time the Los Angeles yeah. Rams have ever won yeah, a yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. But I think in, in terms of your rankings, Tyler, just just really thinking about it, I think the Dodgers were number one for me. The Lakers, honestly, number two, just because of what happened with Kobe and them ending up winning the championship, how yeah. they won the championship, everything else that went on during that season. It was the first championship in 10 years, and it was the first championship since Kobe had retired, since Kobe had won a championship, and and all of that. And then the Rams, I think, are third just because... Well, it's not It's not that they're... It's not that the, they're third. The, the, time, the times... No, it is that they're third. It's just the time that... They've only been here five years. There's not the same like long term attachment to your childhood and you know growing up yeah. in LA. You know what I mean? It's still like I mean it's not that, but it doesn't take it away from them. You're just comparing them to the Lakers and the Dodgers. Right, exactly. You're comparing yeah. them to yeah. like uh, what's the what's the word? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the word, but like generational franchises here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why. Uh, I was just curious. I knew Dodgers were number one, though. Yeah, because that, I mean, I think it's number one by a long, long shot. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, 
the Rams, I think this is this is what the Rams needed, I think, to really build that strong base here in Los Angeles. And I think we saw that sentiment during the uh, Super Bowl parade today because Cooper Cup mentioned, like, he, he was asked, like, why he was wearing the Kobe jersey. And he was like, Kobe should be here. Kobe should, like, Kobe set the standard for, for Los Angeles, and that's what this city expects, basically. And so I'm glad that the the Rams understand that that's the standard in here, and they want to be able to upkeep that. Whether they understand it or not, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, it's it's going to be a, a little bit before we, we talk some football again. So for the final time this football season. Yeah, no, I'm excited for fantasy football. Yes. That's what we're tuning into now. TSK Show Fantasy Football Draft live from Vegas. It's officially the fantasy football preseason from now till August. Yes. Fantasy Football Draft for the TSK Show League live from Vegas this upcoming season. We cannot wait. So, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 236 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.